This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win 500 bucks. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's the AT&T Byron Nelson Best Bet Show with your boy Boston Capper, the god of golf himself, Steve Shermer, and very special guest, aptly timed, Byron Lindique, the model maniac. What's up, brother? Hey, happy to be here for my tournament. Uh, it was awesome <laughs> hacking it up with you boys prior to going live, and as always, had a good time so far. I'm looking forward to, you know, giving the people what we have enjoyed prior. So uh, just, just pumped, 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 pumped for a horrible <laughs> tournament. Have you had a have you had a conversation with Jay Monahan about how the Byron Nelson your tournament always gets crapped on doesn't get a good field? Uh, have you kind of been trying to negotiate with him in order to create elevated stats for this thing, or are you just content with having the uh, you know David Lingmerts or uh, the DJ uh, um, I don't even, Muffy I forget the last one? Yes, Muff, Muffy or Duffy or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Duffy Waldorf or whatever it is come to this <laughs> this uh, this tournament. No, I, it's in the pipeline, but I think a lot of my emails to old uh, Jay are kind of getting that the the deleted to the trash box kind of in, international treatment. You know, Greg and the the Australians, New Zealanders, Madagascans, and our South Africans all kind of you know in the same realm there. So there's a lot that's going on and. I hope, you know, hopefully he reads him sometime soon and we can can get this tournament popping like it should be. Mm-hmm. All right. So for those who aren't watching, uh, Byron has the ugliest hat I've ever fucking seen. Um, so I would like you to address this horrific Jets hat that I'm staring at. I've been a Jets. So I arrived in the United States 2011. The Jets had just gone back-to-back AFC Championship appearances in 2009 and 2010. I didn't know what an AFC was or an NFC. I didn't know what a division was. I just I was 19 horny, and I chose the Jets because I had family out in New York. Turns out I would have won two Super Bowls if I went Giants, but here we are sitting as a Jets fan, the thumb up my butt, and, and now it's finally time I think we can be the most excited we've been in a long time, and I say that every year, but I really mean it this year. Yeah, so uh, let me so so 2010. So you've only had about a little over a decade worth of misery being a Jets fan. So what would you put the odds at that Aaron Rodgers walks out on the season uh, this season? Like you guys have the, the most stellar way of ruining any quarterback who walks in that room. Wow, I would say zero percent. <laughs> I feel like our defense would not let him out the building. Oh, that's fair. All right, we got that right. good a defense. So I think we'll be fine. I think. He's he's just there to manage the game. I don't think we're going to be relying on Rodgers to do too much for us this year. I think he's going to be kind of make sure he can hit those play action bombs, which Zach Wilson was incapable of doing and hitting the screen passes that Zach Wilson was incapable of doing last year, along with the other two warm bodies we had, you know, <laughs> behind that offensive line. So very warm, very lukewarm, very lukewarm. Yeah. yeah, noted, noted game manager and definitely doesn't make up plays on his own. Aaron Rodgers is there to manage the game. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I mean, look, let's give Zach Wilson a little bit of credit. I mean, he would usually complete that screen pass and just would be the other team. So, yeah. Just ground ball drills, you know, like in that Thursday night game. That was just horrible. So, all right. Oh, well, uh, I, got no, I got no room to talk shit. They're going to be better than the Patriots this year. So, it is what it is. That's true. I mean, you might be trading for Zach Wilson a little bit if Zach Jones falls on your face this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, we got we got Bailey Zappi. Don't worry. Oh, okay, the savior. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. All yeah. the mouth, mouth breathers in Boston sports radio calling in for him. Yeah, it's it's weird that uh, now I the Giant. I'm a Giants fan. I can actually say that yeah, I have a does. Trump card on my co-host that I actually have the better quarterback. I never thought I would ever say that about Daniel Jones, but uh, it's a very low bar. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens when Billy O'Brien gets in there. And, and oh, okay. I mean, listen, we still have shit wide receivers. I mean, our number one, number two is Devante Paca and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. So we're pretty fucked. <laughs> on that front. So that's pretty, that's awesome. okay. You know, you get ready for that six round uh, wide receiver. That's going to get buried in the practice squad by a uh, week four. You know, I've, I've already heard a little bit of buzz about him. No, yeah. Super, super awesome. Can't there you wait. go. All right. Well, I want to transition back to uh, Byron's term with the Byron Nelson. And uh, look, I mean, like you mentioned, this is a very kind of a tough week, a tough scene with this field. And, you know, I, I, I love your show. I love how you put, your whole dashboard up there, you have all these numbers and probably with your model this week with some of the crap players in this field, <laughs> it's got to be kind of a tough scene to look at. And not to mention the fact that this is a putting contest. So 
you know, I mean, like you're such a numbers guy. I'm assuming that like you know, ball striking trends is such a big thing for you. But then you come to a putting contest like this. How do you kind of make some adjustments as far as like what type of players you're looking for? Are you still kind of looking for guys who are trying to up with the ball striking or you kind of throw that all the window and be like, all right, I just want guys to get like hot with the putter, make a lot of birdies, you know, do you maybe like deviate from like maybe your, uh, your normal plan. Um, normal plan as always, I always will always preach approach is King. You cannot win a golf tournament if you're not hitting your irons. Well, um, for the most part, unless your name's like Cam Smith or something, but there's, you know, I digress, but I have included strokes gain putting on bent grass from five to 15 feet quite heavily. And I've got about 15% of my rating as um, putting this week, which I think from five to 15 feet is a reliable metric yep. from a putting standpoint, you know, putting 15% of just putting in there. I don't know how I feel about that, but from five to 15 feet at this golf course where we've got a long, a lot of long irons, but there's a really increased amount of proximity numbers that we'll experience here, even though we're hitting that many long irons into these greens. I think there's a lot of those back bumpers, you know, on the back of these greens that kind of funnel balls closer. So from five to 15 feet on bent, very important this week, easy scoring conditions, very important. And then just um, kind of making birdies and strug uh, struggling on par fives, dominating on par fives <laughs> is what I'm looking for. Yeah, we that's don't want, kind we of what I'm struggling on par fives. No, you definitely, you definitely <laughs> do not. Yeah, that's kind uh, of what I went for. Well, one of the things I was trying to kind of wrap my brain, I was trying to look at how K actually won this thing. And I looked back the last two, the, the two times he did. And one of them was he was kind of putting like Luke List and then all of a sudden just randomly turned it around this term. And then last year, nothing was really working and then just found a little something quo hollow. And then that led him to, I guess, another win. So I kind of went with that little bit of approach. Either taking, all right, maybe guys who, you know, there's there's a couple of examples of guys who are really a ball striker, just haven't really putt, maybe they turn around or just found something quail hell. Or kind of like what you just mentioned, look at some tournaments where I know the winning score was like 20 under, 25 under. Do you got some top 10s, top 15s there? You can handle this type of environment, you know, these easier golf courses. Uh, there's definitely a name I'm going to mention tonight that is the king of all of those. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my general strategy. It was it was a difficult week. That like trying to identify why KH Lee won this back to back basically gave me an aneurysm. <laughs> it, it didn't make any sense to me. Like oh I can't figure this out. Yeah, there's there's uh listen, trying to understand why KH Lee would win one time, never mind back to back, yeah. is uh is, is tough enough. Never mind. Right. Yeah, and he's in better form this time around, so he's going to win by about 15. Dude, if he wins again, this would be the fun it would be the funniest fucking thing in the world. No, this show's over from the Byron Nelson to yeah. KH Lee Championship AT&T. Well, that and this show's over at that point. If it's just <laughs> yeah. if it's just that easy to, oh, just go with KH Lee, the Byron Nelson, you know, we don't need to do a show anymore, okay? Yeah, that's, like, you that's don't need fair. our advice. Yeah. Bet match Fitzpatrick if you vacationed there as a child or, or played <laughs> yeah. it. Sure. Uh, KH Lee at the Byron. Mm -hmm. And what are some other ones? What are some yep, other bet ones? bet Rory Spieth. next week because he married a Rochester girl. You know, that's yep. that's yep. Spieth in Te Spieth in Texas. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Ryan Palmer on John Rom courses. So yep. yeah, I mean, just yep. go yeah, with just that. Stuff. Why, why do you why do you need our info here? <laughs> so all right, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll uh, start getting into our betting card. All right. Well, listen, Shady Rays is teaming up with the SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also get a chance to win 500 bucks. They got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customized snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. They offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they tell us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So wear Shady Rays with confidence because they got your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop for Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win 500 bucks in the shady may contest. Okay. All right. All right. Let's jump right into the, uh, the Byron Nelson betting card. So Byron, our very special guest tonight. Uh, why don't you kick it off with who you bet outright uh, for the AT&T Byron Nelson? I'll give you my first guy and then we can chat, you know, a little bit more. Cause yep. I think my next two are 100 and 150 to one. So <laughs> I like it. Love uh, it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm minorly exposed this week for some reason. I just couldn't get convinced on anybody, even though I knew I was coming on you onto the betting show after advocating. Skip me in the DFS, hit me up in the betting. You know, I'm all about the bets. <laughs> Picks three outrights from 60 to 1 to 150. So, yeah, hey, we go. Currently at 50 to 1 on the betting market, Tom Hoagie. Okay. I 
love what he can get up to. I've recently downloaded, uh, updated my model using like good shot percentage, which means like elite shots from specific ranges. And Tom Hoagie leads the field with Scotty Scheffler in this field. He leads that category and Scotty second, but he just hits a lot more worse shots than Scotty. But this week I'm banking on upside 60 to one over there at Bet Rivers was a great number for me for someone that he's hot or not, you know, like he doesn't, mm. he's got one of the worst made cut rates for someone that's got one of the highest 20 percentages in the field. So he's just, he comes and goes, he does what he wants. And I love his long iron play on this field. He puts really nicely from five to 15 feet on bent. And you know, he's, he's one of these guys that you kind of just want to catch with a, with a hot frying pan. And I'm not entirely sure what that means, but it's it's something that you know uh, I, I like about Tom Hoagie this week. I think he's had some time off to kind of get his game and hit the casinos a bit, get his you know craps game under control, and now hit those greens and throw some dice, baby. Yeah, let's hope let's hope he was on a on a bad losing streak over the last three weeks, and he knows he needs to get out and cash yes. a big paycheck to yes. make up all his gambling debts. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Well, I also had the sixty to one on Tom Hoagie from Bet Rivers as well for a lot nice. of the same reasons you did. Uh, you know, kind of looking for guys who are really good ball strikers, maybe a little streaky with the putter, but I do see in some of his recent form, uh, some pretty good putting weeks. Um, you know, it, it might not be in your model. It's not in my model, but I see it on Dana golf here that they actually estimate how he did it at Zurich and he looked really good on his own ball. I mean, he putted really well. The irons came back a little bit after a really bad performance at heritage. So, you know, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, occasionally kind of got hot in his last tournament, carry that over the Byron Nelson. And I've seen Tom Hoagie go really low for a guy who, I don't really perceive as a guy with a hot putter, just a good ball striker, but like a third at Kapalua. That was, I think like 25 under was a winning score yeah. there. Uh, fourth at Shriners last fall. Everybody was pretty low there. You got, um, I think he finished second at the Amex, the one Hudson Swafford one, a lot of birdies there. So, you know, a third of my Coba, a couple other top fives like Greenbrier and some of those places. So I know he can go low at a tournament like this. And I know the ball striking is going to be there. I, I really like Tom Hoagie this week. So yeah. that's two for two. Right. All that TPC Sawgrass. I know. How like, crazy was that? Unconscious. So, that's the thing. That's what you're hoping for from him this week, kind of thing. Yeah. Just give me those kind of ball striking numbers and, and off we go. Yeah. All right. So, so, all right. You guys have both got Hoagie at 60. There I, don't I don't know if you guys sold me on. I don't know if you sold me on that. Oh, all right. We tried. Trust them. We tried. There's a 50 out there, which I still think is very fine, you know, especially yeah. for someone that's. Yeah, listen. So, so it just uh, I only I literally only have two outrights right now and two matchups. I'm I'm here to I'm here to listen uh, and, and facilitate tonight. I was very busy. Um, so my guy, my lowest guy that I bet right now is Seamus. Uh, we talked about him last night. Uh, Forty to one. Uh, I think that's a fair number for this field. It seemed like he kind of figured everything out last week. I mean, he was green across the board. Uh, prior to that, his irons off the tee, putting, nothing was working. Um, so it, it, it's pretty interesting to me. Like, he seems like once he figures it out, he goes on like a five or six week, pretty strong run. Yeah. This is a really fucking weak field. Um, he plays TPC courses decently. So Seamus at 40 and look, to, to be perfectly honest, I'm completely terrified that Scotty's just going to come out with his fucking C game. and boat rate, the boat rate, this place with that fucking three and a half to one. So it's like, ugh. God, Scotty's mm. terrifying. Now he, but is he going to be able to do that? Really, if he does like a typical Scotty putting performance and gains zero strokes putting, yeah, yeah. I think he can. Like, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I think I think if he if his putter doesn't show up, it's like an eleventh play finish for him. Yeah, if yeah. he gains point two five, it's a win basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so he lost a half a stroke at RBC, came in eleventh, much better field, right? Yeah. Lost a stroke uh, at API, came in fourth. <laughs> It's it, it's it it's not uh, with a field like this. He could still lose a half a stroke to a stroke and fucking crush some of these. Guys. I mean, it depends. It depends on the tournament, though. Some of those tournaments are more heavily weighted, or where you can separate yourself with the ball striking a little more yeah. with the power. Here, it's like okay, all the ball strikers, like you know, they're kind of down yeah. at the same level because it's so easy. And he really just comes down to like, all right, are you gonna make a putter or not? So you're not I'm be able to gain a little bit more in the field with the, how his ball striking was at like a Bay Hill or Harbor Town, where this place. If he's missing 10 foot putts, then yeah, he's fucked. It's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So I there's hope, Austin. I, I wouldn't be too stressed about Scotty going and, and you know, pulling up Patriots back in the, the last decade or so. <laughs> 2007 Patriots? Yeah. yeah. We used to bury everybody. That was fun. There you go. All right. So, Byron, you don't have anybody else on our 100 to 1? No. 
I okay. don't. <laughs> All right. Well, I got I got a couple other guys. Um, I, I also bet Seamus, by the way, at 50 to 1. I'll, I'll, I'll just say one other thing about Seamus. Uh, you mentioned a lot of the easy golf courses. Uh, just to expand on that a little bit. I mean, obviously, one Barbasol, that's a very uh, easy track there. Uh, he's got a lot of good finishes at RSM and Sony and Mayakoba. Two good finishes here. We also just saw that he just found a little bit of form at the Wells Fargo. Maybe some things are turning around. I think 50 to one for a guy who, you know, has been in the mix a lot over the last two years, put himself in contention heading into Sunday. I like that number. So I yep. bet him as well. So, okay. all right, uh, Byron, what's, uh, what's your next guy in the card? So I'm going to be honest with you guys and say, I might also pull the trigger on Seamus. Cause I was, I've got so much money left over. I don't yeah. know why I'm in the situation. <laughs> yeah. Like I just haven't had any conviction. And I've been staring at these guys, and I've, I've cashed out like a Tom Kim ticket. You know, I was looking at Turrell, all this stuff. But I might jump in on, on Seamus with you boys. Okay, I'll okay. let you know. Good. I really right. do like that play. And, and that little bit, that smidge, you know, like he comes out of nowhere, won that Bermuda out of nowhere. Yeah. So yep. um, definitely like that, especially after last week. Michael Kim, speaking out of coming out of nowhere, the John Deere okay. Classic where he went and just – Lap the field in his only like PGA Tour victory, I believe, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Um, incredible stuff and terrible start to the year. Guys, balling out a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Kind of found his footing on the PGA Tour. Figured out he's a little more confident. I think what seventh last week at the Wells yeah. Fargo. Uh, a little sneaky top ten there for the guy. So yeah. ninety to one, I think, is out there. Or I think it's been bet down a little bit now. But I, th- I got him at hundred to one on Bed Rivers to enhance nice. odds. Great putter. The ball stro- he gained eight strokes on approaching off the tee last week, which is pretty incredible. And then he's a really good putter too. So some really nice odds there for a guy that can really pop. And he's kind of finding himself on the PGA Tour after a pretty shaky start after graduating from the Corn Ferry. Okay. like it. All right. I like that too. Uh, Capper, do you have anybody uh, around 90 or 100? Yeah. So uh, I, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going with the uh, Bear Offs boy, Jimmy Walker. Okay. Um, I might finally start to believe. Now, how old did we say he was yesterday? 45? A little older than we thought. Right? But, I mean, dude, his last fucking four last four tournaments have been rock solid. He was a little shaky off the tee uh, a couple of weeks ago, but two top 20s. And this, this field's basically Mexico. Uh, and he played better uh, at Wells. And uh, Jimmy Walker's from Texas, yeah? Is that yes, correct? He's a Texas guy. Texas guy. Let me have him show up in a bolo, baby. And uh, Jimmy Walker, 90 to 1. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, he's literally a former major winner here, 90 to 1. I feel like the price is kind of wrong. Like, you should be based on his, his form and, you know, his pedigree and being from Texas. The books have shaved numbers for fucking way less. So, for the fact that they still leave him at 90, I thought that was pretty good. Okay. So, I grabbed that. All right. Well, I also bet Jimmy Walker. I got him at 130 at the beginning of the week. But uh, Cool. So, we got a group see, bet. Go. Let's go, baby. Hey, let's all go. right. Jimmy Walker. So, all right. So, why don't you expand on it? Why do you like Jimmy Walker then? Yeah. I got 150 at Bed Rivers on Jimmy. So, that that was a fancy nice. ass number, um, which yeah. makes me even like, that's why I've got so much money on the, on the table. So, Jimmy, just talk about trending Texas, yep. you know, Walker, Texas Ranger type situation and see what he can get up to. I, there's nothing particular about his game outside of just the fact that he's just playing solid golf and he's yep. from Texas at 150 to one or 90 to one, whatever. Yep. I think those are just more than enough to sell me on it. Um, he's kind of been revitalized. You know, I yep. think he, he really was down in the dumps, you know, from hearing all these stories about his Lyme disease and how negative and stuff he was. And, Playing solid golf, now he goes back to his home state. Imagine what a crazy narrative that would be. Just from yeah. he he made it on the number, I think, to get his like uh, career earnings exemption or career money list that exemption. Right. Yeah. Because the right. live guys left. He was yeah. like 65, 15 of them left, and he went to like 50th. And now he's <laughs> nice. on the PGA tour. And we we got outrights on the guy. So like the yeah. talk about a, a comeback story for the Texas tornado and we'll see what he can get up to. I I just love what he can get down to in Texas there. I like yeah, that. I mean I I think that would be a really good story considering all the battles he's been going for the last couple yeah. of years. I, I remember like he was trying everything. I I think at Kapalua one year he uh switched to a steel shafted driver <laughs> at one point, trying to figure things out. Uh it was good for one round and then it went really poorly for him the rest of the time. And then you know, obviously with the Lyme disease and some back injuries and everything like that. But yeah, that would be a really good story. How uh, long did the Lyme disease take this guy out for? It, it's it, it can sticks miss you with you. you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, no, no, I know. It was my father got it back in the day, and like he was fucked up for I don't know, like 
I mean, not like crippled, but he was, I mean, he felt the effects for at least a year, if not yeah. over a year. So that's why I was wondering how long he was out with the Lyme disease for him. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so I got a couple other guys under hundred, but I'll save them to the end since we're going to kind of like long shots right now. I got a couple other guys over 100. How about a uh, one fifty to one Nate Lashley? Who's been bet down a lot. It's about nine to one. Uh, you always make fun of me for Ben Nate Lashley, but <laughs> you know, he's been finding some form. Um, you know, he hit the ball really well at the Wells Fargo last week, hit the ball well at Her- heritage, decent uh, top 40 finish in Mexico. Uh, third place finish in Puerto Rico, a 20th at the Genesis too. You know, I look at his one lone career win at the Rocket Mortgage. He got up to 25 under, so I know he can get to a pretty low number here too. Uh, you know, he also has a third at Phoenix. That's a, you know, it's a Weisskopf. This is essentially a really bad version of TPC Scottsdale. It's also a Weisskopf. <laughs> so uh, I remember that Cage Lee had a good finish at Phoenix before he won, uh, you know, seeing a good finish in Phoenix for Nate Lashley. That's a little bit of confidence I have in him. So, yeah, 151 for a guy who's playing pretty well, has won a low-scoring tournament before. I'll take that. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about another bomb you got, uh, Byron? You got anybody else? I'm I'm out. I'm I'm just, like, okay. scrolling through the 150 boards here. <laughs> um, I, was think, I was looking at, like, Cameron Champ's name. I know this oh. is really weird. Oh. I know. But 150 to 1, long iron savant. You know, like the guy can absolutely crush a seven iron to twenty two to pin high. So, but the, I haven't bet him. I'm just throwing out names. Yeah, so I'm, just, I'm not going to like don't, go don't. down this road and talk about a whole bunch of people I'm not betting. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, we should no, probably no, bring out our producer Cameron, who yeah, loves Cam. Cam is obsessed. Yeah, I mean, he probably would be able to talk you into yeah. it. So, yeah. uh, don't listen to him though. But let that let that if Champ wins. I just said I knew Byron was my favorite. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, then I'll go over the rest of my. I'll go the rest of my outright card then. So some other guys are under 100 to one. I did bet the Tom Kim number. I got him at 24 to one before the odds plummeted since Spieth came out. I mean, you know, I, 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 it's a very popular play with him. But look at the tournaments he's won. He won Wyndham where he got to 20 yeah. under. Won Shriners where he got to 25 under. Uh, there's a couple other tournaments where he had, did very well with some low scoring conditions. That Rocket Moors that Finau won last year came in seventh there, fifth at Kapalua, where he was, I think, 23 under, six at Amex, where everybody was 20 under or more. So these are pretty good tournaments for him. The putter has been up and down, but I have noticed when he's had a really bad putting week, he tends to follow it up a little bit with at least close to field average or maybe a little bit positive. So, you know, kind of like a Scheffler, if I get really good ball striking like he has been doing lately, get a little bit with a putter. Considering he's been doing pretty well at easier events. Kind of like him for this place. So 24 to 1 on Tom Kim. Um, I also bet Taylor Montgomery, that is the king of the uh, really easy golf courses. And <laughs> I, I, I've said this a couple times uh, this week with him that I went over the list of fall events with, for Taylor Montgomery, where, you know, third at Fortnite. And uh, what else has he done? Um, hold on. I just lost my Taylor Montgomery. Uh, there. All right. So, fifth, so fifth in Amex, tenth in Mayakoba, ninth is Sanderson, and then when all of a sudden he went to all these golf courses where ball striking mattered, like Phoenix or Torrey Pines or Riviera, he stunk. So maybe he just is kind of meant for these really easy, basically a little harder corn vary type events where he just can drain a bunch of putts, hit it kind of close to the green, hit it twenty feet, do that a lot. Uh, you know, at the Amex, he got over 20 under, so I know he can do it. He did very well at Shriners too. So, you know, for a guy who's been in the mix, at least in the fall, and I think this is essentially kind of a fall event in the spring here. Uh, I don't mind Taylor Montgomery, even though the ball striking numbers look really terrible on him. Yeah. But when he was going, he was fucking, he was uh, really uh, okay, from uh, Byron's uh, homeland. Uh, what? Out in Madagascar. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was lava. <laughs> With um, the putter man. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so you're uh, native from Madagascar, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Christian Bezatenhu at uh, seventy to one. So I bet JJ Spawn at seventy to one, and then he unfortunately withdrew. So I had another spot for seventy. I saw Christian Bezatenhu here. The irons have been great. The putter has been great. He's won over in the European Tour. Uh, he did. He was in the mix of the Amex earlier this year. I uh, finished second at the John Deere. So I know he can kind of get in the mix in these really low scoring events. Mm-hmm. And I just like the guy. So, and I want to rub in his face when eventually he wins or if he ever wins. So there you go. 71 Christian Bazane who I don't know if I'm saying like, the name right, but I try. You, Steve, you, 
You're going to need to bet like $250 on him at 70 to 1 to get get even on how much money he's lost. <laughs> this hey, you know, it's, it's, it's more positional. He screws me over on, and I actually had my finger on a position for him. Like, you know what? You know better. <laughs> you know when he, when you know when you're sweating that shot tracker and he hits it to four feet. I'm like, oh, Bazain, who's a great putter, he's going to make this, and then he misses. Yeah. Uh, I've been through yeah. that a lot before. So, uh, so no. you know what? Just a seventy to one, I can throw it away on Thursday. <laughs> we'll All right, but before we move on, I want to mention yeah. Taylor Montgomery. Yeah, who I've come up with a quote for Taylor Montgomery. Okay. He's one of the best golfers in the world, but one of the worst competitors. Mm-hmm. I just oh, he's He's supremely talented when it comes to golf, but when, in a nutshell, that duffed divot three wood at the match play, it was 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 duffed. I thought I thought that's what it was. He like duffed a three wood 170 yards into the trees after being on the range for like half an hour waiting for his his black playoff hole. Yeah, on the Corn Ferry Tour, he had multiple top fives, seconds through five, not a single win. Like. He just doesn't, and I'm sorry, Steve, I'm just absolutely shitting on your guy here, but I love him too. And I just don't think he's got what it takes to win. He doesn't know how to win. Yeah, I had him, I had a ticket on him at the Amex when he, was it the yeah. Amex? Where yeah, he, he, just shanked, fell apart? he shanked in the water. And then on 17, yeah. it's Sawgrass. Yeah. And he- Took a ten yeah. that uh, so thankfully cashed an over uh, round prop for me. That was very nice that day. Yeah. So uh, watch out no, on the sixteenth yeah. hole there at, at the Byron because oh, if he's God, in contention, no the the guys eating their cheesesteaks are going to be in in some serious <laughs> serious trouble. In the, in Listen, the I I don't love Montgomery. I just kind of played a little narrative in my head, and like that's why I had to do with this betting mm-hmm. card. This week. I'm all right. Like I'm going to bet a bunch of bums. Like how can they catch lightning in a bottle? I mean, for yeah. God's sake, I bet forty four year old Lyme disease ridden Jimmy Walker. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, that's basically kind of where my head is at. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. And then, and then one more Matthew Neesmith at 175 to one. Um, you know, the ball striking has been pretty good his last two tournaments. Uh, you know, updated with all the estimates, he had a pretty good uh, best ball or uh, an own ball uh, performance at Zurich when he finished fourth. Uh, really good TD green last week. Didn't putt very well. He's got that second Shriners last fall where everybody was hitting birdies. So I know he can kind of do it. Maybe the fact he's hitting pretty good tee to green recently finds a little bit form of the putter. See what happens. He's uh, he's he's on my card in a different spot. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Well, we can talk about that uh, yep. after the break. After this. <laughs> the uh, listen, are you guys having a hard time meeting uh, great people to date? Why do you keep trying the same methods over and over if you know you're set up to fail? It's time to say goodbye to swiping and bring back the human touch to dating with Talkify. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. Their trusted compatibility specialist hand selects successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn what you're looking for in a partner. They'll select and then screen potential candidates for you doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that you are, are too awkward for you on first dates. From there, your matchmaker plans your date introductions and handles all the communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients met their person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. Okay. And I want to plug our appearance next Friday at uh, uh, May 19th at the Big Oak Driving Range in East Rochester. Uh, We'll be there from 7 to 9. We will have myself. We'll have Boston Capper. We will have Andy Lack. We'll have Brian Kirshner. Uh, we'll be hanging out uh, on the top tracer bays there. They serve beer and wine. So come on over. There's no admission fee. You don't have to pay to get in. Just come over, hang out with us, talk a little bit PGA. Uh, we'll even attempt to do a live show. We'll see how it goes. We'll throw out some bets. We'll recap the first two rounds. Uh, it'll be a good time by all. So come over to Big O Driving Range next Friday, May 19th from 7 to 9 p.m. Meet us. Have a good time. It'll be, a, it'll be fun. Very jealous. Very jealous I'm not out on the East Coast there. As a Jets fan, I should be, you know, if, if it was during the football season, I might have done a twofer kind of trip. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but, knock it out. Um, yep. There you yeah. go. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe one day we'll have a, uh, a little meat grade at the John Deere out here. <laughs> yeah. Come on to the heartland, baby. I'll treat you to some John Deere classic bush lights, and we'll have a great time. <laughs> there you go. All right, all right, Byron. So we went over the outrights. Uh, do you have anything else in your betting car, like positionals, matchups, any other props like that? 
that? I do. And while Boston Cap was reading uh, his, his ad there about the dating sites, I bet MJ Duffy at 150 to <laughs> right. So we got a live bet going on the show, yeah? Right. I couldn't resist. Right. And speaking about someone that can pretty much, he can just go nuclear. I think I've seen it happen back home on the Sunshine Tour and a really good putter on Ben Grass. So give me the MJ okay. at 150 to one, really good putt on Bent. I think that's all I need to know. And he's actually been playing solid golf. You know, I think if you take a look at what he was doing at the Wells Fargo, I had a top 40 bet on him at like plus 350 and he finished 48th. And I had, um, you know, but he's been doing some good stuff. I think he's been playing pretty solid at these non, you know, non elevated events. Sign me up for him. Um, South African boy as well. You've got to love that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I see a, I see a 15th of Valero, 19th of Valspar, 21st of Honda. So you're right. Kind of like yeah. these yeah. off, you know, elevated, you know, not other events, you know, events. Yeah, he's been pretty I good. Was, and listen, the 15th in Texas. So clearly he's a Texas guy. Texas like Jason Kokrak. Just like Jason Kokrak. There you go. So I was actually looking at a matchup for him. I'm trying to pull it back up. I didn't pull the trigger yet. I, yeah. All right. We could, we could talk about this. Because the juice was a little much, but we'll see. We'll talk about it. Okay. All right. So uh, my, my producer has actually, I'm going to derail the show for right now. My producer has left a comment uh, in the YouTube. He's also texting me too. Don't forget his guys. So, you know, let's just take care of this right now. Uh, I'm never an Austin Smotherman guy. So Ever. I'm the wrong guy to give it. Uh, you literally, opinion. well, you were literally rooting for him to lose his card. I was, he doesn't deserve to be on the PGA <laughs> tour anymore. There's a lot of other guys that deserve person. to be on the PGA tour. <laughs> so it's him and Max McGreevy. They can hit the bricks. Yeah. Um, so, listen, <laughs> yeah. listen, I'm the wrong guy for right. the Austin. As far as Brandon Wu, you know, I understand they played really well in Mexico, but you know, look at some of his results on some of the easier tracks. The only actually easy track I've seen him do well in is actually Mexico. Uh, otherwise, I don't think he has a top 40 yeah. at like a Shriners or John yeah. Deere or anything like that. So, uh, not a big fan of Brandon Wu this week. Sorry, uh, producer, uh, to disappoint you. Yeah, I prefer Dylan. Yes, <laughs> that's that should be a matchup on the books every single week. By the way, uh, that'll oh, be moves. That would be great. Yeah. I do. I, I actually do prefer Dylan. I actually give him a, a look for an outright, but I figured that was stupid. So I, um, I have a couple of guys who I want to bet top twenty that I have written down that you can laugh at me or tell me that I should bet them. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, back to the show. So Byron, what else is on your betting card this week? Yeah, and and seems though Cam's, you know, he called me the favorite on the show. Yeah, I figured I would just mention that Brandon Wu, from a good shot percentage rate, weighted wise. From all the different proximities, he's fourth in the field. So he's actually sitting up here, 17th in my model. He's the third third guy or seven, second guy in, in the 7K range that's actually showing up in my model. So I don't mind Brandon Wu this week. So, okay. Cam, feel free to add me, add extra brownie points to my name there. But Tom Hoagie, <laughs> T20 bet, um, interesting character. You know, sitting at a – making the cut at like 44% of the time, basically, or 56% of the time. But T20s, 36% of the time. So 220 for a top 20, Tom Hoagie. I love his upside. He either does it or he doesn't. I'm not going to try and try and make my money betting a top 40 on him or anything like that. I've got him rated as one of my third best golfers in the field. Sign me up for a top 20 at plus 220. Um, wow, that's, that's a solid number. It's a solid yeah, number. Yeah. You know, he's had some time off. I feel like he's going to make a bounce back here. Those ball striking numbers are just too good to pass up right now. Okay, I'm All writing right, that one down. Very yeah. good. All right, and so then, I got. I'm sorry. Do you have any other top twenties? I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got okay, a go top forty. It. You want to do top forties next? Or I, I get some top twenties. Yeah, well, some top twenties. Okay, cool. Doing the cool. top forties as well. Sweet. So, um, you know, I backed up the outright on Tom Kim with a top twenty plus one fifteen. Again, I just, you know, you go these easier, not elevated terms. It seems like a bunch of these higher echelon names tend to be at the top there. I think Tom Kinn's probably going to finish in the top 20, especially with the good ball string numbers. The same thing with Terrell Hatton. Uh, the ball string numbers have been really good. The putter is there. Uh, he finished, I think, fifth at Rock and Morge a couple of years ago. That's a very low-scoring tournament. Some good finishes at Phoenix. I like that time Tom Weisskopf connection there. Um, you know, I, I think a top 20 finish for Terrell Hatton's in the cards there, too. Uh, Matt Kuchar, top 20 plus 170. I just feel like um, you know a guy like him makes a lot of birdies. Good putter in Texas. Yeah, pretty high floor. I like getting, you know, pretty good plus money on him. And then Seamus Power, top 20 plus 210. I just really like him this week. So those are my top 20 plays. All right. So these are the guys. That's funny. So I, I had Hatton down. I think I'm going to add Hoagie. Cooch, I guess it makes all the sense in the world for Cooch to fuck top 20. It doesn't it? Yeah. All the mm-hmm. fucking sense of the world. Yeah. So like a cool, like a cool T14 that gets yeah. one position. 
So I don't have dead heat. I don't. Have, I don't. I don't have dead heat in this, in this book. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, um, I also had Seamus Powers down. And uh, what's funny is, is so Byron brought up Michael Kim. I have him down. Uh, I want to see what the number is. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's got to be at least fucking plus four fifty, five fifty, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Walker. So all the reasons we bet him, might as well get, get a top twenty. Um, and then Dylon Wu. I'm gonna take him. He's actually. He played well in, in shitty events. I think he's pretty decent for this field. Um, you know, he finished 15th in Mexico, I think. Uh, just just missed at the Wells. Like, he's fine in this. Like, I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, and then I'm going back to the well with Carson Young and Sam Stevens because I need to somehow make some money back. And those are like nine, nine to one and like six to one for a top 20. That's great fucking, that's great fun to watch until you throw your phone against the wall and smash it. Exactly. So I'll be, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to the mother effer, uh, Carson Young, uh, done with this guy on Saturday or Friday night. Could be Friday night. There you go. Friday. All right. So Byron, what, uh, what top forties do you have? Yeah. And just to validate your Matt Kucha pick there, if I got the number you did, it would have cleared for me. I would have, you know, bet that bet, but I got him at plus one twenty-five. What did you get? One seventy? Actually, I got that wrong. It was plus one fifty. Okay. Either way, yeah. still, fine. still pretty close. Mm-hmm. Steve uh, always gets the good numbers. It's fucking annoying. I know. Yeah, dude. That was like, <laughs> wow. Those are some I, 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 have an, numbers. I have an offshore that is very generous. And they actually, I actually recently discovered they stopped dead heating. And so that combination Ooh. right there, most of my positions now are with my offshore. So, yeah, but the, pro- the problem is uh, that bet, bet online. Oh, we can, oh, that's right. We can mention. We can bet. We can mention. We can. We can now. mention all the books now. Bet online. Actually, they st- <laughs> I, I don't know if they just aren't looking to pay attention anymore, but they stopped dead heating, and their positionals. They don't do top forties, but they do top tens and twenties. They're usually as good or better than any of the books that dead heat. They usually give you a little better pricing. Yes. So wow. that's what nice most my positions have been going lately. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, good for you. Um, Thank you. That's got me real. Jealous. I figured out how to use crypto, so that's the only way I had to use them or take money out. So. Dude, that was the scariest thing in the world for me because you know how bad I am with technology and like I got to copy this fucking link after buying it and I send it and I'm like it's just in the fucking ether. How do I know it's really gonna get there? And then like waiting for the confirmation for like ten minutes. Not it's not worth it for me. It's too fucking stressful. Yeah, and then you hear horror stories about people lose their pass key to their, uh, their oh. wallet, and then they just lose, lose it. thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Not great. <laughs> Did I just describe wow. you, Byron? I just went from heaven to hell there in a quick minute, boys. That was uh, quite a comebacker. There you go. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, top 40 bets. Top 40. I've only got one. Ryan Moore, plus 440. All right. At FanDuel. Huh? We're, right. betting, we're betting all the washed up guys. I love it. <laughs> really good irons, solid putting. Uh, finished inside the top forty in two of his last eight starts. And if you're going to tell me that he does that, you know, at plus four hundred, the math checks out. You know, insert Will Ferrell gift there, and I, <laughs> I think it's a it's a solid bet. It's a fun one. You know, like kind of a Boston Kappa territory there. At plus four fifty. Yep. Higher than Scotty Scheffler is to win the tournament, and he's got to <laughs> yeah. finish inside the top forty. So sign me up for that. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. All I right. Like so I, like I, I backed up a outright with Jimmy Walker, top 40 plus 165. And then because I'm a glutton nice. for punishment, Nate Lashley, top 40 plus 175. Let's go. Uh, well, at, least, two, at least you can cover the outright. Wow. Knock on wood on that one. We'll uh, so two other top 40s I have. Uh, I thought Ryan Palmer, top 40 plus 190 was a pretty good price on FanDuel. Yeah. Considering he's yeah. done well here, Texas, Texas guy, Texas. Uh, you know, just had a pretty good showing. At the Wells Fargo with a pretty good ball striking show, you know, performance there. Carried over to Texas. I like that. And if we're just going to go with washed up old guys, how about Kevin Chappell? Uh, oh, I got God. him for top 40 plus 280. He's been playing some pretty good golf too. T24 in Mexico, T39 Valero, T16 Corrales, T15 Puerto Rico, T29 at the Honda. So he's won in Texas before he won the Valero. I think he's actually an actual Texas guy too. So, you know, like Jimmy Walker, maybe he's found a little something. And if he has, I'll take for a top 40 on him at, you know, almost three to one. So, yeah. All right. There you go. All right. All right. Yeah. You, got, you, got any, you, you do any first round leaders, Byron? Dude, I don't because I hit five first round leaders last year yeah. and I never even made my money for a full return. Because I got three of them were in the same tournament and I got dead heated yeah, by six. Yeah, yeah. And then two of them yeah. were in the next tournament and they were dead heated by five. 
So after yeah. like hitting five first round leaders and not even getting the full payout in yeah. two events, okay. I was just like, that's fair. I can't do it. I just, yeah, I just fair. am so bad at that bit. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's, it's just yeah. a fun Thursday. Yeah. I, I, I say fun, but I'm fucking miserable by the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'll play Showdown. I'll play like DFS Showdown instead. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, All I'll right. Have, I'll have those out tomorrow. There you go. All right. Well, before we get out of here, uh, I, um, I, I want to pick Byron's brain about the PGA. Obviously, we had that yep. next week. I think a lot of us are looking forward to next week. Yes. Um, so, I guess, like, have you done any preparation on Oak Hill? What's your kind of view on it? Is there any guys on your radar right now? Uh, where you I was going to ask right now heading in. Can you give? Have you done any prep on Oak Hill? And can you give me the the course breakdown? And I'll I'll I'll. No, we're not doing a fucking full course breakdown tonight. Well, Absolutely no, just not. tell me like no. the highlights. What am I looking for from a golfer? What am I trying to figure? Because I'm, you know me, I'm. I guess we're all so busy doing all this stuff, but I haven't. Yeah. yeah. I haven't even looked at Oak Hill. I've called it the U.S. Open multiple times on air. So, <laughs> you know, it's just been one of those types of situations. I'll get to it on Friday, but. I do have a few guys in mind that I'll mention. Okay. All right. Uh, so, I mean, I live five minutes from the course, and I have a lot of intimate knowledge. I used to caddy there when I was a teenager, been to all the tournaments here. Uh, so, it underwent a very major renovation recently, though. Uh, they brought in Andrew Green. Basically, the problem with Oak Hill was it just, you know, it's it's known for all its trees. It has an acorn as, oh, that's a cute puppy. Uh, you just derailed me on the... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. He's been part of my leg for like 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> All, right. Him up. All right. Anyways, I mean, it has a, a goddamn acorn as its uh, logo there. And, uh, you know, it just it got really overgrown. It got really tight. That's why you saw in 2013 with Jim Furyk or Duffner or Henrik Sensor, Jones Boyce, all these short, accurate plotters did really well that year. Well, they opened up the golf course. They cut down a lot of trees. They renovated a couple holes. There's been some holes that Tom Fazio did back in the 70s and 80s that just looked really ugly, didn't fit the golf course. They brought it back to its Donald Ross roots. Um, they expanded the greens. They squared off the edges to create some more pin positions. Uh, you know, cut down some trees, change it from bent poa to bent grass greens. Um, lengthened the golf course too. And they, I th- the biggest thing they did, and this has kind of thrown me through a loop here, is so these fairway bunkers. They first of all they pushed them out to where they're going to be the driving zones. They are legitimate hazards now. Where if you hit into them. You're not making the green. It's essentially you're splashing out with a wedge and then trying to get up and down for like your third. So, you know, that's going to be really challenging. These are going to be really narrow fairways too, really thick, rough. It's going to be a little interesting to see like, okay, you know, in 13, it was all right, short, accurate guys. Could it be now that if no one's hitting fairways, do you just want to hit it as far as you can? It kind of looks like a little bit like a Beth Page Black or, you know, even that Harding Park PGA a couple of years ago where it was really narrow, it was thick, uh, rough. The fairways were kind of soft. So, you know, even though Morikawa won it because he hit 75% of his fairways, the rest of that top set was just bombers. So yeah. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact, like, does hitting fairways still matter here? Regardless of the fact, I mean, I think just how guys are nowadays with their drivers, everybody hits it long and straight. The best players are hitting it long and straight. It's a different time than 13. So I think I'm going to shade more towards length. Uh, I do think if you are a shorter guy, you got to have a really good week hitting a lot of fairways and be really good with your long irons. Otherwise, you got really no shot. So those are kind of the guys I'm kind of looking for this week. What's the the word on the rough? Uh, the rough is probably going to be three and a half inches. It's very Ooh. consistent with some of the other, um, you know, PJ championships they've had recently. What's different about this rough though, is that in May, the grass is as thick and dense as it's going to be all year. It's very healthy. So even though it's three and a half inches, if your ball sits down, like Toast. you're not, you're not yeah. advancing at all. It's, it's going to twist the club head. It's going to be a disaster. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, Byron, was- what's your, what's your thoughts? On uh, on a scale of one to ten, how big of a mental midget is Rory? Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's he's got a lot on his plate, Boston. <laughs> That's a very nice um, way of putting it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think anytime the month of April rolls around, Rory's uh, mojo just gets absolutely deflated, zapped. Um, yeah. You know, it's not his it's not his time of the year. So hopefully he can kind of get get through that. But yeah, look, it's it's tough. I don't I don't necessarily I've never been a big Rory, you know, advocate in the betting market at least. And I agree, you know, like I like it. Can't quite can't quite step up to the plate when it matters most, I would say. Um, like other people can. 
There you go. All right. So do you have anybody uh, on your radar for next week, Ben? Yeah. I was thinking like while you're mentioning this down the board, a Keegan Bradley at like 80 to one. I know Boston's a big fan out in the East coast there, (laughs) the upper upper area. Um, Yep. Thinking he's he's long off the tee accurate as well. You know, he's one of the few guys that's actually really accurate for the length that he does have, which sounds like you're going to need this week is or next week. Sorry. To be able to be pretty accurate off the tee, like you mentioned, he appeals to me quite a lot way down the board there. And then it just is a John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler that wins this thing, basically, because that's that's the next thing. Like, is Keegan even worth it? Maybe at 80, yes, but I'm not going to mess around in anywhere in the mid tiers there. It's at Scotty or Rahm, in my opinion, if that's what we're going to be needing. Yeah, I'm curious to see what Scotty's putt is going to look like this week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the combination of length and accuracy you're going to get with Rob or Scotty just like you're, it reminds me of a narrower Murfield village. And yeah. both those guys are done really good there. What about Brooks? I mean, Brooks, if you're making the Beth Page comparison, yeah, like there's a lot of holes where you can hit that power fade. Uh, like on hold number nine, uh, that's going to be a really pivotal hole for a lot of these guys. It's 486 up the hill. You got a bunker that's about 330 in the distance. No one's getting there, but. With a fairway dog lights, it's about 280. So a guy, if he hits a dead straight, is going to probably run into the rough. You hit a nice power fade up that fairway. Like, that's a huge edge. Like, anybody who can hit that shot this week uh, is going to be pretty golden. Nice. Also, yeah. like, you know, if such a square, but Cam Young, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It just, it just makes so much sense to me that you'd play well up there from the upper, you know, well, isn't he from the Bronx? Didn't the, they say it on the, on the podcast one time? I mean, that's a, cool six, that's a cool six and a half hours from Rochester. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, last year, the ESPN was, uh, pr- they predicted Cam Young to win this PGA because they said the hometown crowd. Hometown crowd. Behind him. And uh, let me tell you, with a town full of Buffalo Bills fans, they don't like them uh, city folk, uh, you know, six hours away. So, uh, but yeah, I'm sure everybody's going to be leaping over Allen's Creek, racing to follow Cam Young up the 13th hole. I'm sure. So, but no, I mean, I, you know, the argument for Cam Young is if you do miss, you want to miss big because you're going to miss outside of those bunkers. So, and the golf course is open up where before, if you miss big, you're in trees, you're punching out here. You can actually hit over a tree. You might have a clear view into the green. There are openings into all the greens where you can kind of bounce the ball in similar to wing foot. That strategy theoretically could work for him. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to carry a lot of these bunkers, though, if he's slightly offline based on either temperatures it's going to be kind of, you know, 60, 65 balls, not going to fly quite as far. And where some of these bunkers are, you kind of need like a 315, 320 carry, which, you know, Cam Young theoretically could do it, but in 65 degree temperatures, you know, if he misses it's just a little bit, it's not going to carry. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, it'll be, it, it'll be interesting to see how he does this, event, especially considering the really disappointing finish he had at Quail Hollow. So, Gross. yeah. Speaking right. of. How about Patrick Cantley as well? I'm just kind of thinking of guys who are really good off the tee, and Cantley's gone elite area. You know, not necessarily yep. Rami kind of spaces, but he's been really good off the tee lately. And yep, I just don't trust him in majors. Just don't do it. Well, I mean, all right. It. So he had a top ten of the Open, and he was in the mix of the Masters. Yeah, I think he's kind of figured it out. Backdoor, he was never. He wasn't even on my fucking TV at the Open. Like I think I saw three shots of his. He was not in contention. You and... just don't like his slow play. All right, that's really where. Oh, I fucking hate it. I hate play, and I hate it. I hate his stupid tongue and his stupid fucking putting routine. I hate it all. And he won me back after the Ryder Cup, but that shit's gone now. Okay. Um, I hate him again. All right. I I I will say that I think this type of setup. Uh, is something Cantley's going to enjoy. He he criticizes up Seb like Wingfoot. Uh, he praised something like Olympic Club, where the you know he talked about he's, he's, he gave kind of an arrogant answer, but um, no way. He talked about the mowing lines at the Olympic Club, where if you actually hit it dead straight, it was actually a lot fairer. Where at Wingfoot, if you just hit it dead straight, it was going to roll into the rough. And so I think actually the mowing lines where I looked at it look kind of fair for a guy who's going to hit it out there 300. If he hit it dead straight, it's going to stay, especially with the yeah. soft fairways. So, you know, and he has been the mix of some of the last majors. Hits a pretty long and straight, good accuracy numbers, good length numbers too. Uh, you know, good on Bankgrass Greens, good at like a Murfield Village. He actually finished third at that Beth Page Black PGA. There's a lot of things actually to kind of like about Cantley uh, oh next week. 
So is it the USGA mm. that sets up the US Open, right? They do the US yeah. Open. Correct. And then who sets Correct. up the PGA? Because I think Canty's got to stick up his ass about the USGA. Uh, it's PG- PGA uh, of America, which PGA has actually America. been praised for some of the more fair setups. Uh, yeah. You know, so I think, they, yeah, they, mm. they, they typically want like a winning score between like five and nine under. That's why I said they always set the rough about three and a half inches. You know, it, it's it's going to be a very fair um PGA setup. Test the golf. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not going to be a whole lot of tricks or nonsense or anything like that. So this, cool. this is going to be a very, to me, a really good tournament. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it uh, next week. And uh, you know, hopefully, a guy like uh, uh, I don't know Matthew Neesmith doesn't end up winning this thing because uh, we've had some dud PGA winners at Oak Hill recently. So uh, you know, let's get let's get a big boy winning this. Get thing. a big boy. All right. I like yeah. It. No, no Sean McKeel is getting plaques on 18. Okay. <laughs> Christ. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Byron, tell everybody where they can find you. Plug whatever you want to plug. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, before I do that, thank you so much for having me on the show. You oh, know, you guys are always a great time. Um, just love hashing it up with you boys at the Model Maniac on Twitter. And everything I pretty much do is at rotaballer.com. You know, grab, grab me there. Use code Maniac for 10% off if you want to grab the premium stuff. And then Back Nine Bets, baby. That's my podcast. Every Monday and Tuesday, we do the Rainmaker Runway, which is on Mondays at 8 Eastern. And then my actual solo show on a Tuesday, which is at eight, uh, 7 Eastern on a Tuesday. Nice. So, yeah, um, lots of fun. And as always, gentlemen, thank you so much. I love having you on, man. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, Steve, got anything else, buddy? No, that's it. Uh, I have a very busy week. Next week, I have a lot of busy things to do before uh, we prepare for our preview show. Uh, Maybe I might even get a bonus show on Saturday night. So stay tuned. I got to talk to my producer about that. But uh, I got something in mind that I might be uh, revealing before our Sunday show. Because it's going to be, otherwise, our Sunday show is going to be like three hours, and we can't do that. So I have lots of things to say about Oak Hill. So I'm sure you do. Yes. I'm sure you do. All right. All right. We'll go find Steve in our Discord channel, which I figured out now, by the way. Uh, I oh, out. crap. I can't muster guys anymore without you knowing. It, 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 maybe that'll fucking help my all rights at this point. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and start fucking mushing them? Okay? Fine. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll treat you like you did with me, Russell Henley, at the Sony Open uh, in 2021. Oof. Or 2022. I mean, for God's sakes, man. I'm like, never going to forget that. It was a three-day <laughs> death me. march of you trying to mush him. And then finally, the the, the tree collapsed after you're chopping it down for three and a half days. Yeah, it was a beautiful Good thing. God. It was a beautiful Up thing. Up five with nine to go. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Uh, love it. Love it. Good yeah. memories. All right. You guys yeah, can yeah. find me on Twitter, Boston at Boston underscore capper. Uh, I, yeah, I, yeah. You can just find me there, man. <laughs> just hit me up there. Other than that, huge week next week. Got a, got a, got a big boy tournament again. Thank God. But Hey, try to fatten that bankroll uh, this week to, uh, to go ahead and have some more money to spend uh, at the PGA. Later.